this lady always asked me are you ready now are you ready for the answer what do you need to do okay i said fine whatever what do i need to do that was when we started seeing the black figure at the staircase with red eyes and horn and a tail once the streaming begins the screaming will too this is rps radio paranormal singapore Welcome to the Radio Paranormal Singapore podcast, where we detail, discuss, and dissect your paranormal encounters. This is your host, Tim O, and before we get to the EBGBs, a quick reminder on where you can find and reach us if you would like to share your own stories or theories with us. You can find us on Facebook at Radio Paranormal Singapore, and you can also contact us via email, radioparanormalsingapore at gmail.com. As always, we would love if you could help us grow our audience by leaving a positive rating or review on whatever platform you're tuning to us on. Thank you. And now, it's on to the show. The RPS team just got bigger. Aside from myself, we've got veteran paranormal investigator E.T., our interviewer extraordinaire, or as I like to call him, our grand inquisitor Sham, and our latest member, Kim. Long-time listeners of our podcast will remember her sharing some of her own stories in the past, and today she's got another personal encounter. Quick introduction, Kim is particularly sensitive to elements outside of the physical realm, many of which communicate with her through lucid dreams. By day, she's a specialized nurse and counselor, and it was her job that led her to these experiences she shares with us today. Yeah, so I was treating uh, a pair of twins, so they were both diagnosed with eating disorder. So the first encounter was with um, the younger sister, the younger twin, very similar to the elder twin, stopped eating and started controlling. So therefore, this, this particular family asked me to help and to counsel them, to help them to get out from eating disorder. But then my experience when I flew over um, in 2016 with the younger twin, was very similar with the elder twin. At first, I was treating it as the same as like as a mental illness. But then, as I grew closer to the family, with the family, right, they started sharing a lot of stories uh, of like, you know, things were missing in the house. Um, the daughter is acting strange and started speaking in other languages. And this particular family, they are very, very religious. And the grandmother, who's the head of the house, will always say prayers and they're very much linked to a little bit of the Bomo side. It's hard for me to explain, but according to the history, what the grandmother was doing with all the prayers and stuff is to protect the family. But she uses the power from like the Bomo to actually protect the family. Yeah, I don't know what you guys can call that, but um, but then again, back to the story. So from eating disorder treatment turned out to be an exorcism kind of thing. Because end of the day, we treated the girl for like a year and a half, uh, kept repeating. But it's very common for mental illnesses to actually repeat on its own. They get well and then they get sick again. So the younger twin story was, uh, the haunting wasn't that bad, but I did experience quite a fair bit of stuff. Um, what happened was I was there for about like, I think about six months in, then things started to get strange. 
So the girl will tell me stuff like, "Oh, you know what? Actually, I don't have a I don't have eating disorder. It was actually someone who tells me not to eat." And she started hearing like voices. She started seeing things. So she's fourteen back then, um, the younger twin. So, but I treat it as like, okay, maybe it's just stress from the family because they're high flyers. They're all high flyers, and this family. They have a certain reputation to keep up with, so their child will have to excel in studies and so on and so forth. There's this particular night when she refused to sleep and she wants me to accompany her to be in the room with her. But the elder twin wasn't having any symptoms at that point of time, so she said that she she has this fear of like sleeping that night. And I was like, why? She said, "Why don't you accompany me in the room, and you will understand why?" So, in the middle of the night, at about like two to three a.m., we started hearing something in the bathroom. A connected bathroom. It's an ensuite bathroom. So it was very strange. There's no one in the bathroom. There's no leaking pipes. Nothing at all. And the maid actually sleeps with us because she needs help, right? So, in the middle of the night, she she started yanking my my T-shirt. And started tapping me, so I woke up, and she said, "Did you see that?" She asked me, and I was like, "What?" And she's like, "In the bathroom. It's in the bathroom. The bathroom door is open, by the way. It's open." So I was be- me being the skeptic. So, but I was actually quite fearful as well. But I took up the courage that I actually got up, and because I need to reassure my client, right? So I went to the bathroom. There was nothing there, but then as soon as I stepped out. I start hearing the dripping sound, or I don't know. It's like some some sound, but I couldn't really put a word to it. It's as though someone is inside the bathroom, walking or doing something. Okay. It was very, very, very clear. But when I turn, there's nothing. Was the light on in the bathroom? No, no, it was off. Okay. But I assume your vision is still clear enough. Where if there was somebody in the bathroom, even if the lights are off, you would have seen. Yes, because there was a night light. You see, so it was a, it was actually quite bright. Yeah. So, but then again, I reassure her, and that was the first night. The second night, she. So I went back to my cabana and sleeps because I uh, I have a designated place for me to sleep. The second night, she woke up at two to three a.m. Screaming, so I heard the scream. So I went back, and she was she was in his hysterical mode. She was like crying and said that I don't want to sleep in this room. Blah 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 blah. So, but then again, we didn't see anything according to what she said. Oh, there's someone there. There's someone standing. Blah blah blah. There's nothing. So, the night went on. Right, the third night, she sleeps with me in the cabana, not in her room, but. The helper and also the elder sister saw a shadow. Prior to that, they had never experienced anything in that room. Never experienced. So the first time yeah. they experienced something was when this sister went to go and stay with you in your quarters. Yeah. So that alerted the parents. So the parents would have to inform the grandmother. So the grandmother said that, "Oh, you know what? All this while I've been praying, but then I think."、Um, The thing got stronger and stronger. They didn't mention what thing was it. They didn't mention、um, it was a spirit or whatsoever. But the mom did tell me that somebody is trying to harm the family. So 
being a nurse, I can't tell that to my team doctors, right? <laughs> so it's, I, I was I was actually in a very very difficult position. So then again, me, the helper, and the two twins decided to investigate on our own. So we try we try to switch on the lights and we try to stay up till like two three a.m. to kind of catch the thing that is in the bathroom, but. We don't need to wait till like 2-3 a.m. It appeared at 10 o'clock. Something appeared in the bathroom. It looked like a dark shadow. We all, all four of us seen it. And she started crying. Which one saw this? All four of us saw it. And when she started crying, she said that that was the thing that was preventing her to eat. How did it prevent her to eat? This uh, entity, whatever it is, this shadow person, would tell her like use words don't eat yeah yeah not to eat just just kept kept on telling her not to eat not to eat and she doesn't she doesn't even know why it has like some kind of power or something how does it communicate through thoughts she just gets the feeling that she actually hear a voice she hears it can she describe the voice is it a low voice a high voice a man's voice Yes, yes. She did mention that sometimes it's like growling. It's a very deep, low voice. Sometimes it's very soothing in the day. But at night, it gets really, yeah, according to her. But that's her, that's her words. But the shadow that you saw didn't make any noise. You just saw this shadow. Yes. It was very fast. It just moved from one side of the bathroom to the next. No, it was just, it stood there at the corner. How long did it stand there for? I have no idea. I, you know, when... What did you do at that point? Did you stand up? Did you go to the switch on the lights or anything like that? Or you just stayed in your, in your, in your bed and just stared at this figure? No, I closed my eyes and I start saying whatever prayers that come to my mind, man. <laughs> Because it was so freaky, yeah. Anyway, the helper is actually an Indonesian. So she, 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 she's the one that switched on the lights instead. Okay, and once the lights came on? Nothing. It just completely disappeared? Yes. When you switched off the lights again to go back to sleep, no more figure there? We didn't sleep in the room. Oh, you guys siamed already? Moved, yeah. Yeah, so we moved to another room, we sleep in another room. And as, day, as the day goes by, She's just stopped school and the twin will have to accompany her because it's going to be weird, like one of the twin. So the parents thought that if one of the twin attends school, it's going to be weird. Then the school will start questioning like what happened to her and blah, blah, blah. So she was off school for about maybe six months to a year. And then the parents was alerted, right? And that was when the grandmother started um, flying the younger twin to her place to perform rituals every Thursday. Right. What kind of rituals? Um, back then with the with the younger twin, I wasn't allowed to follow. But with the older twin, um, who had a same same eating disorder episode, I was asked to escort together. And that was when I'm able to see what ritual that, that was done by the grandmother. Okay. After sixteen, I think it's a very specific number. I don't 14 or 16 uh, rituals that has been done and finally the girl just recovered. One day, she just decided to eat and said that the thing wasn't there anymore. 
and nobody else saw it in the room anymore because remember she wasn't the only person who who saw this shadow yeah. the helper yeah. and the other sister didn't see this this figure anymore in fact yeah. my my question would be after that night where all of y'all saw it did anybody else ever see that figure again no but we heard footsteps in the house because they because because this big massive mansion that they're living in is very quiet and it's very echoey so especially when if someone walks outside you can definitely hear but the footsteps were so clear and it's like so close by to you but when you turn around there's no one yeah but that was the first twin so the second twin that um the elder twin that i was treating was only recent okay so before we move on to the next story right et your thoughts the first question is how's the food in the house how's the food they have personal chef mm. so was it something they didn't really like or not no it was catered to their liking catered to my liking even i mean you have certain abilities as well do you know the reason why that spirit is stopping them from eating um i don't know they did mention what do you call buatan ah? like someone someone trying to harm the family someone trying to because because this pair of twins right was was the apple of the eye for for like the father and they want the father to fail and they want the father to start focusing like to get distracted so it's like a black magic kind of curse lah. i i i think you can actually say that yeah so so i think that's quite common right in where they come from mm. let's talk about what it is that they experience lah, okay the the shadows the figure the movements the sound people walking around they hear the footsteps they hear dripping what are possible reasons for this i mean firstly it's a huge mansion lah. so you know you have sound traveling through the walls uh echoes and stuff stuff like that so i mean i wouldn't be surprised if you hear things which are not normal because you know it's not like a hdb flat where you you you, you know specific sounds but that whole place is like you said very echoey so sometimes sounds actually get distorted uh throughout the entire mansion so i wouldn't be surprised if it's just someone else how how old was this mansion i i just had the feeling that it had been around for a very very long time like a big palatial estate not really because they moved because this is a new mansion they used to live at number eight and this is number 11 so i guess probably around 2014 two years two and a half years oh so the building itself is only two and a half yeah, years because it's newly built so they shifted from from the old mansion to the new one okay never mind then then it, it's not an old house kind of thing mm. okay so et dripping anything about the uh, the bathroom because remember this is connected bathroom this is not someone else's bathroom down the corridor shared by other people right yeah so no matter how new a house is um plumbing is never 100 percent so you never know whether it's really something that was actually faulty uh and like i said because it's such an echoey mansion right sometimes things get distorted and it may be something very small and, and minor but you know our mind conjures things which are pretty scary sometimes but the rooms are so far away and how they must say hantu already lah ah, ah what do you think <laughs> I'm leading you towards that's the whole point of my question <laughs> so yeah like I said um, I hear it's quite common uh, all this black magic kind of curse uh, so sometimes they do employ things like a toyol or a little child spirit to actually do their deeds so 
um, there could be a possibility on why you see stuff and hear things uh, because the main reason for Toyol is to disrupt stuff it's like uh, sending a commando behind enemy lines I'm just kind of curious why it seemed to target one particular sister you know not both I mean sure the other one uh, did see some shadow but in this particular scenario it was it was seemed to be just yeah. directed to one sister right I mean the other the other sister didn't get voices in her ear mm. you know sweet voices by day scary voices by night telling her that she shouldn't eat not affected at all could she be the weaker one of the two she was the younger one possibly the easier target yeah so sometimes um, I guess even though they are twins right um Sometimes some are just born spiritually weaker than others. Uh, others are more not so sensitive, you know. Um, some belief is the time and space that you're born in. I mean, even twins, they're born seconds or minutes apart. And just so happened that it just one becomes more sensitive than the other. So that could be a possibility why one senses it more than the other. Kim, you have experienced... Um Obviously, with the dreams, you are particularly sensitive to things like that. During your period there, or at least during these few nights, do you have any weird dreams? Anything try to communicate with you? Not with the first twin incident. The second one was way much stronger. And it's only, it's only like a year after. Okay. So I guess that's a good lead-in to your second story. So I was, I was asked to treat the same problem again with the elder twin this uh this started i think somewhere around 2018 end of 2018 somewhere around the, the last quarter all the way till 2019 just before just right before covid started so the second the second twin um problem was way much severe compared to the first one so she was dropping in a lot of weight. She She's only weighing at 28 kilograms when I first saw her. So two child psychologists saw her, couldn't settle the problem for about six months, six to eight months prior to that. Um, so if you count back, right, six to eight months prior to that, before I actually was called in, right, it was almost right after the, the younger twin recover from, from her episode, and then it leads on to the elder one. So it's almost like a continuation. So after that, um, when I saw her, she was scorny. She was very scorny. She was malnourished and she looked fearful. So of course, you know, being a counsellor, we have to ditch off whatever history that we gathered from the first, the first incident, which is the younger twin. Same thing, when she saw me, she, she didn't tell anyone because because that particular night, right? When we saw that shadow, it's only four of us, the helper, the two twin and me. So when she saw me, when I flew over, I still remember till, till date. She grabbed my hand and pulled me to another room, shut the door and told me that that thing came back. The thing that was troubling her younger sister. Exactly. So I was like asking what thing? Then she said, the black thing. I was like, what black thing? So I was, it was actually, I totally forgotten about it. For every case that I cheat, right? I try not to remember because you are supposed to be as neutral as possible, right? So I was like, okay. Um, but because I, I didn't see it, right? So I was like, nah, it, it's okay. Maybe it's just your thoughts. Maybe it's just 
you know electrolytes imbalance that causes you to think differently or it could be because what your sister experienced and you're like trying to link it to you because they're twins anyway they're connected yeah but she she did see that she did black figure at one time, right? She did see. That's why she said. Yeah, so it's not a case where she's just influenced by what her sister told her, right? This is something that she has actually seen. But as a counselor, I can't, I can't take that in. You see, I, I'm, I'm a. You have, you have to be et. No, it's not the hunter. Yeah, I, I can't, <laughs> I can't write that in my report that oh, no, my client sees a black figure, <laughs> and the black figure tells her not to eat. So then again, as I as I spend time with her. Um, this was a much closer client because she sleeps with me all the time. I spend 24-7 with her, except on some days where she she was uh, flown over to the grandmother's house. I wasn't I wasn't there la, during the first part, during the initial part. Then what worries me was um, you know, then treatment every day with the with the anorexic thing. What I remember was they were they fired one of the helper not the same helper that sleeps with us a new helper because they have uh six helper six female helper two kitchen attendant and one chef so one of the helper got fired and when when we clean her bed right underneath the bed they found two canine teeth and a clump of hair underneath the bed human teeth canine teeth i have no idea was it human hair human hair but you don't know if they were animal teeth la. it looks like human humans yeah yeah so that was when the story gets a little bit more interesting so because because she was drastically dropping in weight so i have to force feed her most of the time Okay. Sorry to interrupt again, huh? Because when she told you that now that this black figure is back, right? And she was also not eating. Was it exactly the same situation as the first sister? She was hearing voices telling her not to eat. Was it exactly the same story? Yes. Yes. And she described it exactly the same way the younger sister had described it. Yes. Miss sweet voice in the day, she will hear it all times of the day. At night, it becomes scary. Is she also seeing this figure appear in the bathroom at the same spot? Yes, every day when she's showering. Oh, now she's seeing the figure in the bathroom with her when she's in there. Okay. Now, one more question. At this particular juncture, what's the situation with the younger sister like? Is the younger sister still there? Is the younger sister still sharing the same room? Is the younger sister still seeing this black figure hearing voices as well? Yeah, the younger sister shifted to another room because the younger sister completely, almost like amnesia, you know. She doesn't remember anything that happened to her. Okay, so to your knowledge at that point, the younger sister was not no longer experiencing yes. anything. Yes. All right, so she's just hunky-dory, doing her own thing somewhere else, yes. right? Now, whatever haunting is going on, whatever paranormal disturbance is only affecting the older sister. Yes. Okay. So then after that, um, same thing. I will have to sleep with her every night. She always tell me that the thing is there, but I couldn't see it this time around. So I thought, you know, it could be 
you know, same thing what you always mention, right? Power of suggestion. Because prior to that, we see the black thing in the in the bathroom, and she's probably she had that kind of image replaying in her mind. But then things got a little bit wild when I started seeing the black figure in my cabana. Oh, because last time it was only in that room, right? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so last time it was only in that room. But when you went back to your cabana, same cabana you were staying in the year before, you were fine. Now you are seeing that same figure in your quarters. Because she sleeps with me. So it followed her. Yes, exactly. Mm. Okay, where in your cabana would you see this figure? In the in same, in the bathroom. So this figure always seems to just stay in the bathroom it doesn't matter which bathroom seems to always just confine itself to a bathroom initial part then again um as uh, as i you know do my treatment my i i do relaxation hypnotherapy on her so when she's relaxed she's able to tell me a little bit more about her fam like her family history and i kind of understand why you know um these beings are there so it's not just one black figure that I saw. It was a few that I actually saw. One is a tall, dark one. At the same time, do you see them at the same time or at separate times? Mm, separate times, separate times. But you are very certain it is not the same figure that you are seeing. It is not the same. One is moving, one is not moving. Yeah, because it's very strange. Because I've done some ritual to cover my third eye right mm. I thought I would not experience all this shit again but then when I was staying with them I started having dreams again I started having you know I, I was falling sick and you know it's like a repeat cycle of what I've been experiencing before so I didn't really like it and the, the particular thing that um, that scares me was because I'm okay with spirits all this while. But I I think I mentioned to E.T. and Sham, the only thing that I don't like is when I'm dealing with demon. So it's very distinctive, right? They always say, oh, demons, um, they have a certain um, shapes or, 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 I don't know, maybe like some people experience, they will actually tell that um, when you see a demon, it's very distinctive that you know that thing is a demon because it has like horns and tails. Because that what I that's what I experienced. That's what I saw in your dreams. Yes, and with red eyes. But then I also saw it right on top of the staircase with red eyes, horns, and tail. And this is in the waking world. Yes. Okay, not a shadow this time. Now you're seeing it in full living color. Yes, and that was the last bit part when we have no choice but to seek help from the grandmother again because I was I was affected as well because she wasn't recovering. No matter how hard we tried to counsel, no matter what kind of strategy, we've we've exhausted out everything. Hmm. Okay. So we have yeah. So we have, in the end we have to ask the grandmother for help, and we and I've been through the whole ritual with her I, okay. fl I flew with her okay and yeah it was quite traumatizing not just for her but also for me as well can you give us some insight into the ritual what did you see so 
um, she she always have this um, close uh, aunts that will help her to shower in the morning. So we will have to fly by private jet, right? Four thirty in the morning before sunrise to the grandmother's place. Just right before sunrise, she will have to shower her and change everything into white, and she will have to take two hard boiled egg before the sunrise. Before what do they call the Malay prayers in the morning? Azan, is it? Just before the sunrise. So this just right before the morning prayers. So she will have to eat two hard boiled eggs by eight o'clock when she puked. I see it with my own eyes, right? She peeled out, you know, slimy blackish brownish stuff. It could be digested um, eggs, you know, in the morning, but it smells so bad. It smells so bad. It's it. It's. I don't know how to describe that kind of smell. That I I I I've never even smelled something so bad before. And she will start crying and start begging for forgiveness in their own language and that was when the grandmother will you know um, ask her to drink some holy water with some some prayers in with the quran yeah was it just a, a one-time thing or did this take place over a number of days number of days weeks weeks days, just wow. weeks. and you were there for the entire period yes okay was there any communicating with whatever was disturbing her well her voice changed mm. during that period of time yeah the whole session was very quick you know not even like an hour whatsoever from the time when she puked and when she started talking it was probably like 15 20 minutes that she became another person it's totally angry not person yes. violent person yes it was it was very creepy i've never seen something like that because she's just not her you know not the person that i used to know okay so it sounds like she was possessed she wasn't just being disturbed by something she was actually possessed by some sort of demon or entity fast forward towards the end did the ritual work? Was she cleared completely of this, of whatever was plaguing her? Well, one thing that was really funny was the aunt was mentioning that um, she, like the, the, the client itself, was laughing and was telling her something, was whispering. Mm. And at that point of time, I, was, I stood there because I was watching the thing. Mm. And the grandmother looked at me and was wondering why. So when I flew back to their home, their mansion, the client's mother pulled me to the other room, to, the, to her study room, and started to have a chat with me. So she said that during the ritual that morning, the grandmother asked the client's mother to speak to me about something. So that was when the conversation started. I was like, okay, what's up? What, what um, you, you need updates from me, is it? But she, but she said that, have you been having dreams? And I was like, yes, I had dreams, but I thought it was, it was just the spirit that was um, troubling, that was haunting her. Yeah. Because I was actually in close contact with her, right? So it kind of like affected me as well. But little did I know that the, the, the person who's doing all this black magic stuff to her 
wants to harm me as well. Oh my god. Because the grandmother wants the mother to kind of warn me, to ask me to go for some ritual with my own religion to get protection. And did you? No, I didn't. Okay. And have you been um have you been attacked since? Yes, unfortunately, it was bad dream. So I I myself started losing weight. Hmm. So um, my boss noticed. Um, the parents of my client noticed. There's a change. They always say that I look pale. So apparently, when she's recovering, when she's gaining weight, I am losing weight. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And every single time when I'm not feeling well. Okay, one thing scary about mental illness patients, right? Is that sometimes they will, they will look at you, without you knowing. And sometimes you caught them looking at you. Mm. And when there are multiple times that I caught her, my client, the elder twin, just staring at me, mm. but with a smile. <laughs> Ooh, that's that's very oh creepy. And what do you do? Do you like, yes? What what do you what do you do at that point? Sometimes, me being me, at that stage, I think you know she's not herself anymore. Mm. And I will say prayers lah in my in my heart, okay. you know, silent. Mm. But it doesn't work, honestly, because the recurring dreams that I've been having, right? I, I kept dreaming about this. I I dreamt about this lady. Who has the same, you know, skin tone and look very much like them, mm. and and I didn't tell anyone until that day when the mother spoke to me. Yeah. I told her that I've been I've been dreaming about this this lady in my dream, which I don't know who's that, but I couldn't hear anything. Same same thing same thing as my all my dreams before, right? I couldn't hear anything, but you know that they are talking to you. It's very strange. So this lady was telling me to stay away from the girl. When you see this lady in your dream, and she's telling you to stay away from the girl, is it like a threat, or is it like a a warning? At first, it was a warning. When she was recovering, it became clearer that she wants me out. So it's not like a, a benevolent spirit that's just looking out for you. No, she just wants you out of the picture because you are interfering. Yes. Okay. Yes, it seems like it that way. Because mm. at first, I I didn't know I didn't know what what was happening until the mom shared the story with me. So it got worse. Um, I think I lost about close to seven to eight kilograms. I thought it was because of the constant flying, not enough sleep. But after that conversation with the mom, I finally knew that oh, it was actually, you know, affecting me—not just affecting me, but it was more of pointing towards me now that okay. they want me to fall sick mm. and be not fit enough to to do my duty to yep. to help the girl to gain weight. Because the main aim, according to the mom, that they really want to take her life away. Mm. Yeah. So at the end, I think it gotten so bad that I took a month off to recover, 
when I recover, she started losing weight again. So it was like, you know, it's very hard. It's very hard to, for the family to juggle. They, they couldn't understand why. Then when I flew back, um, the last dream I had was um, when I was sleeping in the cabana, the lady appeared again. So this time around, the lady um, was having a, some sort of like a discussion. I don't know how to explain, but she was listing out the terms and condition. Like, if you want this girl to recover, you will have to sacrifice something. But I'm not going to tell you what yet. But you will have to see, you have to experience, you have to wait. So when, when I went back after a month of break, right? The girl, the elder twin started acting strange again. Laughing was the first thing. Whenever she sees me, right? She would just laugh. And then she walks off. And I have no idea what the hell was that. But it was very freaky. Secondly, she doesn't want me to be near her. Thirdly, whatever that I feed her, right? She will just, she will not eat. Whatever that other people feed her, she will eat, but she will, I mean, she will puke out. Lah. That's, that's part of like from anorexic switching to bulimic. So it gotten so bad after, after, after a month break, I think I went back for about like three to four months. Long story short, um, I had this dream again, right? This this recurring dream, because that thing that lady asked me to wait, so I have no choice but to wait for the answer, right? And particularly, I remember in my dream that lady was asking, "Are you ready?" Because this recurring dream always asks me, like this lady always asks me, uh, "Are you ready now? Are you ready for the answer? What do you need to do?" So when there was this particular night, I couldn't remember yet, and it was uh, a month break after and three, three, four months down the road after that. I finally say yes. Okay, I say fine, whatever. You know, I really want myself out of this situation. I just want to treat my client and everyone to be happy. What do I need to do? So that was when we started seeing the black figure at the staircase, on top of the staircase, with red eyes and a horn and a tail. But still all in black. All in black. Because it was huge. Because you see, when how do I how do I describe? It's a it's a four-story house. It's a four-story mansion. And and the window, right, that they have uh, is as as tall as like one story high. Because it's huge. Because when we see that thing right it was actually three quarter up you know mm. like is that that thing is that huge yeah so right after that i told myself that i'm i'm dealing with something that i i can never fight la. you know i will have to i will have to say yes to whatever that they want or else you know i have no one my mom is not here to help me i did tell them that um i'm i'm hired to do my work know whatever that you want from this family just leave them for now you can do whatever you want you know after i leave but my intention is for this girl to recover or at least not to die you can cause other problems but don't take this girl's life away so you said this 
to the lady in your dream? Yes. So I flew back after that night, right? I saw the black figure. Um, I told my boss that I need to fly off. You know, I have something urgent, but actually it, is, it was just a lie because I, I, I don't feel comfortable, you know. I was, um, I didn't sleep the whole night. So I was waiting for a flight the next morning and I flew back. And when I came back on a Saturday, I remember it was a Saturday because I need to, you know, meet my mom-in-law. And that very night when I, when I was in my own home, I had the same dream again. Then that lady appeared. So that lady, I was, I was actually in a classroom, in a, in a classroom filled with Quran. And I see a lot of different spirits there, particularly men, except for her one lady that was sitting right in front of the classroom. The rest of the people around me, they are all men. And they don't blink, they have a face, they are all staring at me and smiling. It's the same smile and stare that I got from the girl. And I think, you know, in my in in the in my dream I wasn't crying, but in the real in the real world I was sobbing. Because when I woke up, um, I was like all wet and you know mucus all over. So the lady said that you will have to sacrifice whatever that is, what all these spirits want. But I thought you had already excused yourself out from the situation already. No, this is this is the excuse part. Oh. Yeah. So to detach yourself, the the lady said all these things want something, and it turned out to be a lust, lustful spirit sir. so I will have to sacrifice whatever physically and and then I can excuse like I can exit from the situation which means I get raped by 100 over men in your dream yes in a dream right yes is this a dream that you are conscious of um I would say yes, because when you when you wake up, right, you're like so exhausted. But then again, dream being dream, your mind is very active. That's why, therefore, physically you're you're drained. Yes, but in your dream, mentally, you went through that entire ordeal. Yes. Oh wow. And funny thing is, when I woke up, it was already sunrise. Hmm. And it was a Saturday because I flew back on a Friday, right? It was a Saturday and I was very, very disturbed. But I was putting up a fake front because I need to meet my mother-in-law and I have to, yeah. I didn't tell, I didn't share the story with, with Edward. Mm. And then the mom called me, the, the mom of the client called me and she was like frantically asked me, are you okay? And then I, I was, I was in this, in the same room. Lah. I broke mm. down and cried. Mm. I said I wasn't. I'm not okay. So I was sobbing and I was crying. So apparently, the grandmother and the aunt and also the mother knew what I went through. You didn't have to tell them they already knew. Yes. Because she called me and asked me if I'm okay. 
yeah it was very traumatizing lah like i've i've been sharing with uh et and sham right it was um yeah it's, it's not something that's very very pleasant no of course um i guess i guess the most important thing i want to know is is it over yeah after that sacrifice that you had to make to extricate yourself from the situation is it over yeah it's over right right after that right i i don't get dreams anymore i don't and funny thing is she sent me a picture the mom after that conversation right, i told her what happened and she she said yeah um we got a call from the grandmother in the morning and said that oh um they speak in bahasa lah you know they speak in malay they said that oh orang ini dari singapore pick away took 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 away something but the thing is still there the main thing is still there so you're telling me after everything that you went through mm-hmm. okay at least to get yourself out of the situation the sacrifices that you made some sort of like save the girl a little bit did it save the girl yes are they still being traumatized haunted or are they okay now because you paid quite a price yes so they're okay they're half okay but they're not completely off the attachment yet because i detach myself i have to pay a price to detach myself yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay and and you know that lady that i i have been seeing in my dream right it was actually one of the far away cousin or one of the relatives that was doing black magic to the family uh her motivations were i don't know i have no idea i didn't ask okay but who told you this was the the mother the mother of my client yeah because wow. she asked me did you see a lady in your dream mm. i said yes yeah. And she asked me, "Could you describe this lady?" I said, "How am I going to describe to you? Like, it's a lady with tudong, right? I can't, I can't describe like, oh, it has. Okay, I did lah. You know, with dark skin, you know, big eyes, you know, smiling all the time. But you know, it, it, it's a sinister kind of smile. And then she sent me a picture, and when I saw that picture, oh my god, you have no idea, man. I was trembling. I was crying. I hate myself so much. I was like." Why would I want to do such thing for money? Never ever am I going to take all these VIP clients again. I was I was telling myself then then. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that is quite a story, I guess. Final thing before we end. Are you okay now? <laughs> um I guess so. Well, at least I know that it's not real. <laughs> I, I don't know if I would say it's not real. I mean, well, I kept telling myself that. You know, yeah, that's, <laughs> it's not real. Yeah. But I guess we just want to know: Are you okay now, Lakim? Okay, <laughs> that's that's really the the bottom line, because that is that was definitely an awful ordeal to have to go through. Something that would scar someone, you know, mentally, psychologically, mm-hmm. for years, if not a lifetime. But are you okay? I guess I'm uh, coping. Coping. I, I have to, right? <laughs> Something that I regret. Something, yeah, you can say that something that I regret. Radio Paranormal. And that takes us to the end of another episode of RPS. 
We're also always on the lookout for more stories to feature and discuss, so please send them in. You can hit us up on our Facebook page at Radio Paranormal Singapore or drop us an email at radioparanormalsingapore at gmail.com. We're also reachable via WhatsApp and Telegram. Contact details on our Facebook page. And most importantly, if you enjoyed the podcast, please consider leaving us a favorable rating or review on whatever platform you're streaming us from. That would really help us reach a wider audience and source for more stories for the show. Until our next installment, my name is Tim O. This is E.T. And this is Sham, your Grand Inquisitor. Keep streaming and keep screaming. You're listening to Radio Paranormal Singapore. And they're listening to... (laughs) 